Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Mac and Bone with you here. Uh, rocking and rolling. Uh, by the way, favorite text of the last segment, Bone, on Mad Dog Russo. Is he to bleep hole? Um, does anybody relate to him dealing with his wife, talking to him during the game? Uh, this texter says, I know why Mac played that audio. Uh, he found the one husband in America worse than him. We don't know that. We don't know that to be a fact, right? I do know I'm not that bad. I will say that. I'm not on here saying there's only one worse than me, but I do know that I I do not go to that level. All right. Let's focus, y'all. Let's focus. It is time to talk about this new look Charlotte Hornets team to tell the story of uh, of a uh, you know a kid that grew up in Charlotte now playing for the home team that he grew up rooting for, uh, and he's two. He's one of two of those. Guys that are now on this team, he and uh, Seth Curry both. He is Charlotte native and now current Hornet, Grant Williams, and he joins us on the Mac and Bone Show before tonight's game against the Hawks. Grant, welcome back to Charlotte. How you doing? I'm doing well. It's great to be back. I, I bet it is, man. So, li- Oh, we are great to have you now. <laughs> yeah, we, we love having you and everybody involved. Are you surprised how quickly that you guys have gelled. I mean, like, it's 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 guys that have been on the Hornets, some of you that have been that come from the Mavericks, and then some guys that come from OKC, and you guys look amazing already from the jump. Are you surprised by that? I'm not really surprised just because we have a lot of veterans that came over that um, know how to play the game of basketball and play the game the right way. And then the guys who are here um, have massive talent, you know. Um, there's never a question of talent, Shaw. It's just a matter of um, getting these guys organized and, and healthy. And I feel like this is the group that we can have success with. And this is without Lamelo, without Mark. And we have a couple guys that um, continue to grow and improve. And we have a good team moving forward. Grant, when I think of you, uh, I think of leadership, whether it be what you do with the league, uh, on the court, you're vocal, but you're also a, a leader off the court, community-wise. What does it mean to you to not only be a leader on the court, but to be a leader, especially back in Charlotte now? Yeah, it means a lot. You know, it's a lot of responsibility, and it's one of those things you have to take on the challenge head-on because um, there's not going. It's not. We're not saying we're going to be perfect, but um, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, and someone has to be able to, you know, help bid the storm, you know, and be able to. Um, communicate with guys that, you know, things may not go our way all the time and things may go our way, but uh, we just have to stay together throughout the entire process. So, Grant, you find out about the trade last week. What were your emotions? I mean, was it – it's got to be weird to be traded. None of us can relate to a job where you, they literally can tell you, by the way, you got to go relocate to this city. You know what I mean? That's where you're going to be, and someone else is going to take your spot here. So what were the emotions, and was it did, – did it what, did it make you happy at all that it was Charlotte? It was your hometown? Yeah. Um, so my emotions were – I kind of knew it was coming. So it wasn't like I was too caught off guard, and I was too shocked by it. I was – more so prepared and trying to figure out, you know, exactly where I was going. And when I figured out in Charlotte, I was super pumped because I get to go home, see my family, friends, you know, my grandparents are getting old. They're 87 years old now. So um, it was a blessing in disguise. 
and I knew um, we had a chance to build something here. You know, that's something I always wanted to be a part of. And currently, the team has talent, and I wanted to make sure that we develop that level of team and, and focus so that we can win more games than than before. Grant, I know you're you're new to playing with with Brandon Miller. It's only been a couple games, but the other day, your former teammate got compared to him by J.J. Redick on his podcast. He said that there's a lot of Jason Tatum that he sees with Brandon Miller from afar in just the little bit of time you've been here. Are you, are you seeing where, where J.J.'s coming from, that Brandon Miller's got a little Jason Tatum to his game? Yeah, I see a lot of Jason Tatum. I see a lot of Paul George. Uh, both of those guys kind of have a similar um, feel. to or Brandon has a similar feel to both of those guys. And... It's very exciting to watch because his talent is just, you know, developing, and he has a long way to go. He's just continue to work hard. We just going to keep him um, understanding that he can be one of the best in the league, and he has to continue to work to become that because Brandon definitely has a, has a lot of talent, especially at a young age, and he can develop into something great for this team. We're talking with New Hornet Grant Williams back in his hometown in Charlotte. By the way, they're they're playing great. The two games since these trades were made, 2-0, and oh, playing maybe the best basketball they played all year. And they're at home tonight. You can check them out at the Hive tonight against Atlanta. Grant, I'm going to I'm gonna read a text that somebody, one of our fans, uh, Hornets fans, sent uh, to our show about you yesterday. And I want, I want to, you know, how accurate is this? Uh, the texter says, I love having Grant Williams on the team. Even though he's young, he's a leader. He'll coach up his teammates. He'll pump them up. But he's also... Far from afraid to give hell to the opposition and be a pain in their rear end. So is that a fair way to is that a fair way to describe you? Absolutely. Um, I feel like you know I'm not worried about anything besides winning and this team and focus putting us forward. You know if that takes a little bit of hard nosed toughness, if that takes you know supporting those that are around me, if that takes getting on those around me, if that takes getting on myself or allowing others to get on me in the same way, same capacity, then that's what matters. And um, I'm excited to be able to do that for this group. And I'm excited for this group to really show Charlotte that we have something here and, you know, get get the people back. Because I'm moving back in the 90s and, you know, 2000. Charlotte led the league in attendance numbers. Yeah. And they were there screaming, let's go Hornets. They weren't there screaming for any other team. Yeah. And I remember playing for Boston and coming home and them screaming, let's go Celtics, let's go Mavericks. And it kind of not it, it didn't piss me off at the time because I was playing for those teams. But it pisses me off now because um, I know what we can do, and we haven't necessarily put the product out there yet. But I know that we're going to do it for this, this city, this this team. And I'm excited for these fans to really understand that the Hornets are going to be back here really soon. Yeah, this franchise, this city, with what we're going through as sports fans, they need someone to play pissed off. And that's what we said about you is that you're going to have an attitude out there. You're not going to have it off the court. You're going to do the right thing, but you're going to have an attitude on the court uh, that this franchise sorely needs. We're talking to new Hornets forward Grant Williams here on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Grant, I'm always fascinated by your upbringing because your dad was a bodyguard for Prince, correct? And your mom was a NASA engineer. It's two completely different worlds, but man, that's got to be a really cool upbringing with all that you experience, right? Yeah, absolutely. My dad was a security and stage manager for a long time. Uh, the Prince time was before me. That was when he was at Mankato State, Minnesota State, and stuff like that wasn't mm-hmm. there. But um, uh, my mom just retired this past year from NASA, so that was, I think she worked there for 34, 33 years, I forget how many years um, that she was there. So, yeah, it was a very interesting life because I was able to experience what it was like being 
um, push for academics, but also understanding the world around me and being aware of what the entertainment life is, is and is like. So I was able to see both landscapes and, and really make a determination of how, how to move around and judge myself. And this and this is a reason why you're a dude that I look at and say, if you were told it, it, you can't play basketball again, right? Like it's illegal. Basketball's now illegal. I feel like you would be all right, and you would have tons of other interests and jobs. Like you are so much more than than basketball, and maybe that's where you get it from. Do you have thoughts? Like we had Eric Collins on the Hornets broadcast on TV the other night talking about how you could be a politician. You know what I mean? He could be. He could. He could be a. Like, do you have thoughts about things you like? You're already one of the VPs in the Players Union. You're only 25. Like, do you already have thoughts about other things in life you want to do? <laughs> yeah, my family always jokes about being the mayor of Charlotte one day, <laughs> but uh, that's what Langston Works from uh, the Charlotte Observer always called me as the mayor. So um, that was me growing up. So they thought, I guess they saw it from a young age. I guess <laughs> we will see if that's one, where it one, heads. One more thing, Grant. When you found out you were coming here, what's the what's the first thing you thought of? Like, I have to. I'm going home. I gotta go. I gotta go here. Is it one of the staples of Charlotte? Is it? Show Mars, is it Bojack? What did you think of in your head that when I get back, I'm going to this place? Genghis Grill. Oh, really? Good to be home, brother. I'm here in the ride. Just so you know I will. Look at you. Sorry. Sorry about that. Saw one of my good uh, family friends oh, who, go. worked, who works for Bank, for Bank of America just not walking. Oh, very cool. To the gym. Oh, very so. cool. Very cool. All right, but that's your spot, though. Yeah, I'm about to say, Genghis Grill is definitely my spot. I go there. With my, I started in Houston growing up with my mom every time I visited her in NASA. Then they brought them here on Independence and Valentine. And those are two of the spots I go to. It's a little chain. And if not, I go. I used to go to the Chicken Coop, but that's closed now. They got oh, yeah. the COVID. Uh, what else is there out here that I used to go to all the time? Uh, Mr. Charles uh, Fish and Chips. I used to go to. Uh, but those are all. It's a place called Auntie Chinese Food that, used to, that was in my neighborhood that had closed uh, during COVID. There's a bunch of bunch of restaurants. Charlotte's changing, man. I'm I'm not, I'm not used to this new, this new Charlotte yet. It's changing fast. It's growing fast. And you're right, man. We lost someone a lot of good Grant, spots during COVID. Someone said Grant is, Grant is door dashing during this interview right yeah, now. He's, very, hard, he's such a hard worker. He's got another job already. <laughs> I, a lot of door dash right now. And, a lot of family, and I went over for first family dinner just now yesterday. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's go, a man. good reason to be home, too. All right, Grant. Hey, it's good to have you here in town. You're a great ambassador for the town and for the Hornets. Keep up the good work on the court, man. We're really enjoying it. You know I will. All right, there you go. That is Grant Williams, your Charlotte Hornets. And how can you not like having this guy in Charlotte? Nice. Like, just you know, he's he's so impressive of a young man. And then you watch his leadership, and you do watch him be not afraid to, you know what I mean, kind of be that dog on the court. Like, what's not to like about having Grant Williams here? No, he's sorely needed too. He's not like. A guy that crosses the line like a Draymond often does. No, but, no, no. But no, he's that, that type of guy that when there's a bad call, he's going to go talk to the referee. When another player steps into one of his guys, go yeah. talk to them. You saw him in Boston, Mac, in the huddles, not afraid all the time to talk to um, whoever was coaching at the time or Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. He was always one of the most talkative guys in the huddle as an elevated role player. And this this team needs a guy like that. This is the... The definition of right place, right time for the player and the team to be together. Yeah, I like this sort of guy that we need, man. You know, this sort of guy that every team needs, right? And you saw the way he played that role in Boston. I mean, he played that role perfectly. You know, guy off the bench uh, can stretch the floor out. They were using him the other night, Bone, a ton as a stretch five. 
And that was some of the best offense we played because when he's a stretch five, you know, him and Seth Curry playing pick and pop, he can step out, shoot the three. He pulls the big way out. Like we can play five out basketball with him. And even though he's what, how tall is he really? Like six, six or something six, like that. Five, six, five, maybe, yeah. And can play the freaking small ball five. He's tough, dude. Uh, it makes you wonder too, when you, when you know about him, you know, his, his leadership skills, who he is. It, it makes me wonder, Mac, for him not to get along with people in Dallas. What was going on there with this team? Yeah. Think about the guys he's Does working with. Say more about were the they, Dallas. Were they embracing of him like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were? Or were Kyrie and Lucas sort of like, who's this dude? I, I venture to say it's probably more on the players in Dallas. Shocking that, that a team yeah. Kyrie's on would have chemistry problems. No, that's true, too. You're right. And Luca Bone, you were pointing it out. The more you you hear about Luca and remember the whole thing with the fan or whatever, like this dude, I don't know if this dude's easiest to get along with either, right? He probably doesn't get talked enough about about when he's on the court. What a jerk he comes across as. I know because we, we don't really see him in full all the time. We get to the postseason, we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched him for a full game recently because I had him an underdog, and I couldn't believe how he was acting during the game. And it doesn't really get a lot of attention, but I'm like, this guy is up there in yeah. terms of yeah. what's he doing out there? So maybe- not as a player, he's unreal. But the way he he'll do the thing back where once a game he'll come up uh, limp with an ankle. And he'll run back slow or something will happen. But it's really just because he wants to complain to the referee while we can walk slow up the court. And then all of a sudden he'll get the ball back and the ankle's fine. It's one of those guys, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It might I say him more as a about... player, but he's difficult to watch. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That, that, yeah. You're, I get that vibe too. The more I see him as well. So, but Grant seems happy to be here, man. And uh, great to talk to. Great dude. When we come back, Adam Gold, 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh. And WFNZ Weeknights joins us next. He'll talk about the heel struggles and how worried should fans be moving forward on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say... They're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ Mac and Bone rolling through a Wednesday show. So we have documented that for the last last few days, and of course you probably heard our whining, it's been very hot in the studio, right? Because the air has not worked in the yeah. studio. Well, yesterday they fixed the air, but now it like broke the other way to where now it's stuck at 62 or 63, and it's really cold. Of course, I'm in here just in my short sleeve shirt because Pat Mac... Is very, you said, and I quote, during the break, I'm I'm getting I, a little hot. Uh, yeah, I took my sweatshirt off. But Rick, Jeff Rickard must have heard all the talk, uh-huh. Bone, because he is prepared. He is in one of these jackets. That, that it's kind of like those jackets that the NFL quarterbacks, Bone, have someone put around them when they're on the sideline <laughs> yeah. in a cold game. Like, it is a ginormous jacket he is ready to do radio in he's, today. He's dressed like Peekaboo Street. <laughs> 
Um, also, uh, he's, he's, I don't think he can hear me right now. He's a little fired up because we had our staff meeting the other day. He gave us, he kind of laid out why winning is important to him. And one of his references was that he is a, he alleged in the meeting, but now it turns out it's different. He said to us, he won the presidential fitness challenge in elementary school and middle school seven times. Now we find out that it's actually five two or his brothers, but we're we're asking him questions. We're asking him questions, and now he's getting mad. We are curious about those seven wins. He thinks you're making a mockery of his but I'm not. success I, as a youth. He's a he's a legendary athlete. We didn't know he had in our midst. It's a perfect example of you taking a little nugget. And making it way different than it was. I know. Can you believe he would do this sort of thing? Way this is different what I deal with every day. How yes. about this? Yeah. This summer, you give us your presidential fitness Well, that's calendar. what I started. That's what came up in the meeting that we had yesterday is how much fun would it be if we had our own little presidential physical fitness happen. games at WFNZ. It has to happen yeah. in the summer, man. Seriously. Like, uh, I don't he, think I could do one pull-up now at this point in my life. I don't know that I could do more than 10. Jeez. Oh, Adam Gold's there, isn't he? Oh, we better get to <laughs> Adam Gold. Well, Adam's invited, too. Yeah, yeah. Adam, yeah. Hey, part of the family, Adam Gold. He's part of the FNC family. He can compete in the uh, Jeff Rickard Olympics, the presidential Olympics. He's so mad. Uh, He's so mad at me right now. He, he does not like the way you keep bringing I'm that up. I'm not even mocking. I did call him Jim Thorpe. <laughs> oh, God. I remember I used to do things like, like pull-ups and, and push-ups like a champ. And then my arms stayed the same size. I never grew any muscle in my arms. And then everything else grew. And it's like, I can't do any pull-ups or push-ups. Oh, it's sad. All right, let's bring in Adam Gold, who is part of the WFNZ family. You can hear him weeknights on WFNZ from 7 to 9. And, of course, you can hear him in Raleigh daytime. And you have been able to for basically two decades on 99.9. The fan, he's with us every week. Adam, are you a man with a lot of presidential fitness awards uh, in your past? No, because I've never been able to do one pull-up. I can do push-ups and sit-ups, uh, and I can do the like a shuttle run, and I can carry an egg on a spoon. Uh, uh, and I, I'm also good in the three-legged race, but um, I couldn't get a partner though. Uh, but I am I am willing to come down and participate in the uh, in the Olympics. Oh, we got to we got to make it happen. The Rickard Games yeah. 2024. At least there's one. Matt, guy- you should do a dance contest. Oh, yeah. Let's get, is there a dance co- comp part of the Olympics, Bob? Yeah. I'd like to get in that mix. That would be good. You have never done one pull. Why are pull-ups so hard for you when you could do the rest of them? I don't know. Yeah, I, can't, I cannot do a single pull-up or a chin-up. Can't I, do it. I can't do – I'm not too good at push-ups. I look like I'm trying to make a baby. I, my whole – my whole setup is off, though. I can't. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look that right. That sounds like a technique problem for me. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Clean that technique up a little bit. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. we, I'll tell you what also oh, didn't look right last night. The Tar Heel defense against the pick and roll. And the, yep. two, and the two Syracuse guards did not look right. And honestly, over the last five games, I mean, there, we've seen these issues with the defense. It has not been near that elite level that it was in the 10-game winning streak. A lot of Tar Heel fans. Fans are worried, concerned. Some are downright freaking out. I mean, how do you think Heels fans should be reacting to what's going on right now? Well, I mean, we do need to know which is the real Tar Heels, right? Because up until the uh, there was a, a moment, I guess it was the Connecticut and the Kentucky uh, Kentucky games back to back. Carolina's defense was bad, uh, and then uh, they decided to discuss things amongst themselves, and it became great. Um, and I actually think their defense was pretty good against Duke. 
Uh, but I thought they really won that game on the offensive end, obviously, yeah. and they won that with effort. Uh, but their defense over these, you know, five or so games has been bad again. So uh, could that be just a general like uh, weariness from the from you know the the exhaustion of a season, and you just hit the wall and you just got to get through it? Uh, if that's the case, then it would be understandable that your defense would suffer because that's where the energy and effort really takes place. So if they need a little bit of a break and they're going to get one, I believe, after this weekend, uh, they're off all next week until they play again on the weekend, then you know, maybe that will, uh, that will help them. Maybe they won't. They won't uh, they'll kind of get re-energized. Uh, and the Duke game was you don't need that because you have just loads of adrenaline. Uh, so we'll see. But it remains to be seen, which is the real North Carolina defense. If it's somewhere in the middle – and they don't have a top 10 national defense, then that could be a problem because I don't think they have a top 10 national offense. Uh, but, I mean, I, it's going to be, you know, we'll, we'll find out over the next several games what their defense is about because it has been a defensive problem. Yeah, I That's thought what... we knew who Carolina was. That was my whole thing for a while. Right. Duke, Duke is trying to figure out who they are while winning some games. Carolina looked like they... They were a national title contender. Now it's sort of, hey, UNC's got to figure out who they are. As far as Duke goes right now, um, Adam, who who are they going forward in March? Do you do you view Duke as a Final Four threat? Are you worried this could be an early exit year? What's the what's the vibe that you have towards the Blue Devils here in the last couple of weeks and going forward? Uh, to me, it's entirely about two players, um, and I thought that from the beginning of the season, they they need to get elite level. Kyle Filipowski, if they don't, they'll probably, I mean, I think making the second weekend of the tournament would be a good end, good end for them. Uh, if they can, if without a, an elite Kyle Filipowski, and I, they also need the best version of Tyrese Proctor. Uh, if they don't have it, then it's just going to be too hard for them. They don't have a lot of depth. Uh, they played six guys on uh, Monday night in the win over Wake Forest. I mean, that's it. Ryan Young played two minutes. He's uh, Sean Stewart, I think, played two minutes. They basically used Caleb Foster off the bench, and the five starters played basically every minute of the game. So the the depth is is missing. Uh, as long as Mitchell is healthy, uh, they'll be okay because I think Mitchell is a total connector for them. Uh, on the defensive end, and if he can knock down a three and force you to at least recognize that he's out there, then I think it opens up a little bit more for Kyle. But uh, I don't think we have seen elite Kyle Filipowski since the game at Pitt when he could have drop kicked at it. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I at wonder all. if he's better off not for as talented as he is when you watch him. I wonder if he's better off not being the team's best player sometimes. When McCain is on or Roach is taking over or Mitchell has those, I call them shot out of a cannon stretches where it's like, oh, my God, Mitchell's everywhere. I feel like Filipowski, Mac, is almost more comfortable when he's kind of like the second guy. Yeah. 
Just wonder if that's one of those players. I love Mitchell. I think he's the eighth and X factor for him, man. He energizes yeah. them when he gets going, like you're talking about. Yeah. Um, let, let's. Say, I want to ask you about uh, NC State and Kevin Keats because you're. you're the, <laughs> oh dear! I can't wait to hear this answer because you're there in Raleigh. You know, we'll get to, you'll get some text from State fans like get Keats the hell out of here. But in Raleigh, I know it's it means so much to so many there. I mean, are you at the point where you're thinking State might move? on and it sounds like due to your evil laugh maybe state fans are at that at that point here's the thing i mean i haven't had and i i I interact with a lot on twitter yeah i haven't had a lot of people that are calling for (laughs) kevin keith removal i have i just i haven't seen it um but you know i have my own my own eyes to use and they're headed for a fifth non-NCAA tournament end in his seven years as head coach. And it's a program that, I mean, look, they're not Carolina, they're not Duke, they're not Virginia, but heck, if they shouldn't be next on that list, they should be an NCAA tournament team more, more often than not. They haven't had roster continuity. My own feeling is this year... They made it, it's not really a deal, but they hitched their wagon to DJ Burns, and he cannot play. Uh, He has to be a DH. He can't be a guy that you're going to rely on 25 times, 25 minutes a night, because he's completely useless in the last 10 minutes of a game, and he is utterly useless on the defensive end. Last I checked, you play defense half the time. So, I mean, to me, I, if there are Mets fans in the audience who are about my age, he's not even a DH. He's like Rusty Staub in the late 80s. <laughs> go, look, go look it up, kids. He's an elite pinch hitter, uh, but that's basically all he can give you on a consistent basis. Uh, and they don't have anybody other than uh, not named DJ Horn who looks reliable as a perimeter option. So uh, it's, it's going to be tough. I don't see him making the tournament this year. And like I like Kevin. I think Kevin's a pretty good coach, but they can't play his style with with DJ Burns on the court. They can't play a press. He's not a shop locker either. That's true. He does not fit the way Kevin Keats wants to play. And no. I feel like he's regressed this year. Is he in worse shape yeah. this year? Like he is definitely not the well, player he was last year. And I don't know if it's a fitness no, thing. No, no. Rusty, well, Rusty Swab? Who'd you say? Rusty, Rusty Stobb. Rusty Stobb. Oh, Look I typed in Rusty Swab. Look up Rusty Stobb like 1983. He was an elite hitter. But, I mean, he was, uh, he was you know, mixed in a salad, Rusty. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I just... I just learned who he was, and unfortunately, we've also lost Rusty Stobb, too, along the way. Uh, We did. I I loved Rusty. He's got a great restaurant. I think the restaurant is still in New York City. Uh, He became a chef. Uh, How about this information? Good use of his off time. We're talking to Adam Gold, 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh, weeknights here on Sports Radio WFNZ. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Adam, what's your assessment of the post-All-Star break Canes? Another loss last night. What are you thinking right now? Uh, I'm not worried about them. They got great, a, a good goaltending performance last night. They just didn't win the game. Uh, last night was strange because there were defensive breakdowns, which we normally don't see. Uh, I actually thought of their of the four games they've played since the All-Star break, this was the best one they played. Uh, they won two of the others. 
but this was the best game they played. I didn't think they played all that well against Vancouver, um, and they got away with having a chance into the third period Then a bad goal that was allowed uh, gave Vancouver the win. Carolina played great in the third after that, but they couldn't get a goal. Uh, Vancouver's got a – I mean, Thatcher Demko's an elite goal goaltender, so they just couldn't get one past him. Uh, they handled Colorado and New Jersey. The Jersey game was fun, uh, even though it was just one nothing. Carolina's offense really didn't show up for that game, but they got one when they needed it. Uh, but I thought they played better in the game against Dallas, who's maybe the best team in the West right now, uh, than they've played you know since the All Star break. They just didn't win because they made a couple of mistakes in their own end. Uh, but that was so. I wasn't discouraged. Actually, I I was probably uh, encouraged because I thought the goaltending was great again. Um, Adam, I wanted to ask you about uh, about the Super Bowl and some of the like fallout, like some of the things that Kyle Shanahan is getting criticized for the overtime decision to take the football. Heck, I actually thought, and may, you know, with Pat Mahomes on the other side, he might have wanted to try to treat it as four down territory in overtime inside the ten as well. Then it came out that a couple of his players reveal. We weren't ever told these new over these new playoff overtime right. rules. Do you think Kyle Shanahan deserves a lot of the bashing he's been getting, or no? Yes, he does. Uh, I, I'm not sure it matters if the players know or not. I mean, I think it helps to know, and clearly the Chiefs players all knew the rule. They had been discussing it since training camp, as they said. Um, so, but I'm not sure because the players are going to do what the coach tells them to do anyway. Uh, so I'm not sure it really matters if the players knew or not, but I will say this. If you decided that it was planned beforehand, Kyle, that you were going to, you wanted the third possession, uh, that was more important to you. All right, well, then you better make sure you get a third possession. So <laughs> kicking the field goal was never going to cut it yes. if Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback on the other team. No. You had to know that. Did he? Was he aware? Was he watching the game? as Mahomes drove them down the field and could have scored a touchdown in regulation to beat him. Was he, was he watch, was he paying attention there? Because with six seconds left, they could have run another play. Yeah. But Andy Reid said, you know what, let's just take this field goal now because we'll win this game in overtime. So that's a little bit conservative too, but Reid played it correctly. But Shanahan should have known that if I, if, if I want another possession, I better score a touchdown here. And it should have been four down territory, but you don't take the ball anyway because you're not guaranteed uh, a third possession. It's silly. It's like you know what? I want to go. Uh, I want to go sixteen and zero. I'm going to put all my eggs in that fourth game of the season. I'm not going to worry about games one, two, and three. I'm going to win the fourth game of the season. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, you you play what's in front of you and what's in front of you. Like how many college teams take the ball in overtime first? None. They, always, they want to know they, what they have to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what you. That's what you should do. Yeah, I agree. I, so that that was a mistake. Um, but honestly, Kyle Shanahan's a little unlucky. So he's been in the Super Bowl as either the offensive coordinator or the head coach three times. He faced Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Good luck, man. You, that is true. That is probably not one of those games. Uh, we played some. My microphone is off there. I'm new to radio. It's glad to be here. Um, we played some audio before you came on earlier of Mad Dog Russo, a guy you know well and hear all the time, um, ranting and raving that he had to to kick his wife out of the room during the Super Bowl 
because he was so into the game and his prop bets and he had to watch. And he was he was basically being mean to her, yelling at her, and she has not talked to him since then. Uh, who's the bleephole here in your view? Mad Dog Russo for being that mean to his wife, or is he justified because it's a Super Bowl and you got to leave the doggy alone here? Uh, honestly, um, I think this is sneaky brilliant on his wife's part. She doesn't have to hear him for how long? Like, can this go on? For, this is where, where I am. I'm coming from. Can this go on for like a month? That would be great. I would like you like for you to not talk to me for a month. So that you're encouraging awesome. maybe more Mad Dog prop bets, like a basketball. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh, ask ask questions about Taylor Swift during the next game he wants to watch. <laughs> All right. All right, Adam. Appreciate you, brother. Be good. Everybody, make sure you listen to Adam Gold. You're driving around here weeknights on WFNZ 7 to 9. Thank you, brother. Hey, anytime, fellas. I'll talk right, to you later. All right. Talk to you. There you go, Adam Gold. 99 fan in Raleigh. And now here at WFNZ as well, Norm texting us from Raleigh is not happy with Adam Gold. Really? Says this uh, says Adam's got to be living under a damn rock. We as state fans don't say anything now because we're because apathy has set in. We wanted him gone for two years now. I mean, he did. They were good last year. He saved his bacon last year, and he probably deserved to save his bacon last year. All those new parts put him together, got him to the tournament. But I'm with Adam. The standard at NC State has to be higher than two tournaments in seven years. If it's not, I don't know what you're doing over there at NC State. Like, And, again, I'm not one of these people, Bone, that thinks NC State should be right up there with Carolina, close to Carolina and Duke and all that. But shouldn't shouldn't the goal be something more like five tournaments in seven years rather than miss the tournament five times in a seven-year tenure? The, the, portal's, like, a great, talent. the portal's a great thing, but you when you depend on it a lot, it works for Forbes to a certain degree here. It's got to get to the tournament. But you can also have years where that blend of players you bring in might not work. Look at Arkansas this year. They've done a great job of bringing in a lot of talent. They brought in about seven or eight guys from the portal this year. Top 10 team, been terrible. You can have a blend of new guys that works. Same with freshman classes. But if you have a blend of new guys that can work, you can have some guys that come in and it's not the same as it was before. And I think it didn't work as well this year as it did maybe previously. Plus, no. there are so many great coaching options in this state. Just at the you know mid-major level, like if I'm them, and I know he's controversial and it may end up backfiring. Like Will Wade, I, I would make him tell me no. That, all that do, dude does is win wherever Year he goes. Year one at McNeese State, they're projected a 12 seed. They have two losses. <laughs> How good that guy is. I um, What about Dustin Kearns? Yeah. Right there yeah. State. Like, I, like State fans, you wouldn't rather take a shot on Dustin Kearns? Again, I like Kevin Keats personally. He's come on the show. But it's just, again, you miss a tournament five times in seven years. That's got to be unacceptable at NC State with the history that they have, as much the passion, the support financially. Like, it has to be unacceptable. And I don't know. Are State fans not complaining enough? Maybe it is the numbness I, factor. I think, it's, I think it's worth a full segment tomorrow, honestly. You know, we, do, we have focus on it a lot of other is. teams with State's future. I think that's worth a full segment tomorrow to get the state fan vibe. It probably Where's is. the state fan at right now? You know now? what else we need to talk about? And I know I got to shut up here in a second. Bacon? But uh, bacon, too. Yeah, people are enjoying the, the bacon reference. The dog or the food? The, the, yeah, um, the, uh, all bacon. <laughs> either or we love in our house. But, no, we. I heard KB bring this up with Brendan Marks. And Brendan Marks totally agree with KB that the ACC is gets hate and vitriol they don't deserve and that they don't get the respect they deserve. We have to have this conversation. 
Because I'm not sure, Bone, that I'm going to cry for the ACC as much as everybody else. Although the net rankings is a bunch of freaking hot garbage. I will say that's something else we got to talk about. A bunch of hot baloney, I say. It is. I think I may have hot garbage. This segment is brought to you by Unbound.org. A girl in Kenya dreams of becoming a doctor. An elder in Guatemala dreams of being part of a community. Reach out and change the world, and it will change your own. Unbound.org. We come back. It's the wrap-up. The Hot Hornets are in action tonight. And, Mac, what a game we have in the SEC involving the Gamecocks. We discuss that next on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Thank you for coming, baby. Thank you. Can't believe you. Thank you for the support. Thank you for coming. (laughs) Thank you for making it across our way across the world. You're the best, baby. Oh my god. The absolute best. Was it electric? It was unbelievable. Yes, it was. NFL Films microphones catching uh, some of the words shared while the post-game embrace between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Um, I I just, that happiness makes me happy. Their happiness makes me happy. And I play that right there in hopes that our friend Stroh is out there listening somewhere, Bone. Stroh, who has now turned on the Swelsey relationship after the Kelsey-Reed bump and doesn't believe he is good for Taylor, are those two not in love? Not in love? I'm Stroh, not, I ask. I'm not letting one heated moment stop this love train. <laughs> also, apparently today, Mac, we have, we have <laughs> not heard it yet. Jason, Jason Kelsey, what, what's going on over there? That line is cracking me up. I'm not. How did you say? That was just a throwaway line too from Bone, oh, and that just got you. I'm not letting one heated moment stop this love train. This is that's what I'm going to tell. Sounds like a swift lyric. When me and my wife get in our next argument, not that we argue very much at all, believe it or not, it's the only person I don't want to argue with, right, Bone? But um, I will say that to her. I will say, honey, I'm not letting one heated moment stop this love train. <laughs> that's poetry. Jason, right, go ahead. Jason Kelsey on his podcast called out Travis over his behavior towards Andy Reid and said that's unacceptable. Good. Can't do that. I haven't really heard the response from Travis. I guess he was because there's a tough love thing there with Jason and Travis. If you watch the Amazon documentary, Travis got kicked out of Cincinnati as a freshman on the uh, when they played the Florida Gators in the Sugar Bowl. He got kicked out for smoking weed that weekend and Jason had to go out of his way to get him back on the football team and he was Harsh on him about it. So this is not this is not new for those two. Yeah, and he needs to hear it. You know what I mean? He needs to hear it from mom and dad probably too. You know, I wonder if Taylor would say, "Hey, what's that all about?" Like, but it, but I don't think it means Taylor got to run from him. The guy, I mean, no. he made a mistake in the heat of the moment in in a, in the, one of the biggest games of his career. I don't like it either. But and I do and I do agree with what a lot of people have said. Now I said it Monday, but a lot of people in the media have said it too. A lot of other players would take way more heat. 
Travis Kelsey gets kind of a Travis Kelsey yeah, pass, kind of like does. Gronk would get passes for stuff. Just kind of lovable, goofy, tight, well, crazy tight he, ends. He would bump into things by accident. You know? Like if Cam <laughs> bumped, <laughs> if Cam bumped into a coach like this uh, in the Super be, Bowl and yelled be, at him, there'd be a Senate hearing. Uh, exactly. So I, that does need to be said. Someone said cool. yesterday when they break up, the song's going to be called Travesty. <laughs> Someone is one of the media I, people today. I don't want to hear that. No, give me no breakup. I don't want to hear that pretty, at all. Right pretty now. good though. Bad, but that, yeah, that's well played. That's well played. I, I would, I would, if, they, if they do break up and they won't. I would I would bet that that would be a, a, a lyric or a song. <laughs> uh, shout out, by the way, to the Gamecocks tonight on the road against the Auburn Tigers. Another huge opportunity for them. We saw what they did at home against Kentucky on the road against Tennessee. If they get this one. I mean, I underestimated them from the jump this year, and now I'm catching up with a proper respect bone for the defense they play. Um, if they beat Tennessee and Auburn on the road, man. We got to start talking about what their ceiling is if they if they do this tonight. This is going to be a fascinating styles clash because South Carolina plays their game. It's not the fastest pace. They have not gotten out of their game at all. Teams cannot get them to speed up. They no, don't make a no. lot of mistakes. They work the shot clock down. Auburn in that environment, frenetic. Bruce Pearl's moving guys in and out. It's up and down the court. It's transition. It's a lot of threes. It's that Auburn style versus the South Carolina style. We're going to slow you down and methodically beat you. It's going to be fascinating to see what style wins out. If South Carolina yeah, can slow them down. South Carolina slows them down, probably win. But if Auburn speeds them up and gets ahead, in, game cost could be in trouble. In the words of Jay Billis, it's easier to slow a game down than speed it yes. up. Uh, yes. But they are on the road. They got to go. You know what I mean? If Auburn gets going, the crowd gets going. Uh, Clemson plays Miami tonight as well. Big game in the ACC. And then the New Look Hornets trying to close out. The pre-All-Star break portion with a three-game winning streak tonight at home against the Hawks. All right, let's read a couple of texts here. Uh, this texter says, what a complete liar and a fraud record is. You can't win seven presidential fitness awards in elementary school. You're in elementary school for five years. People yeah. mad. People mad at Ricker yeah, for cooking he, the books. He was a trending topic there of how many years did he spend in elementary school? Did Rickard carry over the dynasty to middle school? I <laughs> no wonder he was winning so much. People came after people came after Flown too today. Um uh, Oh shocking. Over the mad dog Russo story with him telling his wife to leave the room he wants to watch the Super Bowl. This texter says, How would Flounder understand what it's like to have a woman talking to him during a game? Another texter says, uh, I'm so sure that during any game, Flounder would kick a woman out of the room. He'd be so happy she's there talking to him. First of all, I never said that. I would not. I have said that repeated amounts of times that I would not care during. I, I mean, I guess maybe Duke Carolina, maybe. But like, I wouldn't say that. I would be like. Honey, I'm I'm trying to you watch would, the game. If here. you got your like, first, like if you had a full fledged uh, girlfriend, right? Would yeah. you would you get mad at her for talking to you, or would you just be glad? No. Hey, I got a companion. She's here. A, she's interested. She's she she wants to be involved so you would like in that. the game. Clearly, yeah. yes. Right. How about how about the fact that a friend of the show, we don't want to mention names, but she comes on the station Tuesdays at nine twenty five, works for NBC Charlotte, knows <laughs> knows people that have dated Travis Kelsey, and we said, oh. Well, Flounder meet some of these ladies. Me and Kelsey, I'm a Kelsey adjacent. Uh, you know, Stroh said that they they're not they're not the right ones for Flounder. Flounder, what do you? Yeah, that's the problem. How do you respond to they're that? All, they all want to date Flounder. All Travis Kelsey's See, but ex, but, even, but, but, but they are right for like, Flounder. Give, I have, a, I have a question. Down. I have a question for Stroh, and hopefully she hears this. Are they single? If the answer <laughs> if the answer is yes, <laughs> what's his ex? Set me up. What is his immediate ex's name? Kayla Nicole or whatever. What is her? Yeah, I think something like that. Like I've I've seen her. I'm sure. 
she's just dying for that date with the flound dog. But flound should turn it down because she's not right for him. No offense, Flound. We love you, baby. We love you. We said Flounder Stro won't set you up here, and he said, why? You see what this texture said about Mad Dog's uh, situation? The husband has kick out of the room power, but the wife has kick you out of the house power. Yeah. Although my wife has both those powers in our house, I got to be honest with you, as well as all the other yeah, powers. Yeah, we, as always, we got your back, Rickard, on the text line right now. We didn't it's want to say five. And by the way, in Colorado, we had six years of elementary there school. There you go, six first, second, six. third, fourth. So what things. happened to your six-year elementary? Yeah, we, you dropped we, off. No, we. I don't, win know, I don't know. I just that's how many there were left when I saw the box the other day. <laughs> all right, we got to get that. So here's, like, here's the deal, far. though. You go in Colorado. We went six years of elementary, then middle school was seventh, eighth, and ninth. And then we went to high Only school. Only three years of high school. Yeah, interesting. When I was going. Interesting. So. Is that because all the weed that smoked out there? They do it differently. That must. Yeah. Is that part of the challenge? <laughs> yeah. uh, but the point is, I think we should do it this summer. That was the whole yeah, point of the conversation. That. that point stands. We got to get out of here. Good work out of Flound and Bone. Y'all were awesome. We love y'all. Uh, Jeff's coming up next. They traded Chubb. He was on blades. Must put in Reggie Wayne and Tory Holt before we can consider Steve Smith. We're Hall of Fame robots. No one has come at the King this week, so I have to. I had to expand my search. Let's go, Mets. NC State and Kevin Keats, because you're. you're the <laughs>